Halfway through the season and the autumn temperatures are dropping, but things are heating up in the Heisman and college football playoff race. We've got pretenders, contenders, and knowing when to take a knee. All that and more here on The Football Podcast. This is The Football Podcast with Max and Dad. Here's your hosts. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. I'm Max. And I'm Dad. Pre-game! This past week we lost a legend of the game. His monstrous efforts and vicious style of play literally define the linebacker position. In fact, the annual trophy that goes to the nation's best collegiate linebacker is named after him. He is none other than the monster of the midway, Dick Butkus. I wasn't alive yet when he played, but I remember watching the NFL Film Presents episodes as a child, and he was one of my favorite old-time players to watch. Born during World War II, Butkus was one of the last old-school linebackers that played with the tenacity that put the fear of God in the hearts of every opponent, and perhaps even some of his teammates. He was 80 years old, he married his high school sweetheart, and he was a father of three. Here's to Dit Butkus, a true man on and off the field. First quarter. To start the recap of last weekend, a few of the top teams were looking like the top teams. Yeah, Georgia reminded Kentucky Wildcat fans why they look forward to basketball season by beating them 51-14. to Ohio State and Michigan both rolled their opponents and are looking really strong. And then we had some great comeback wins, starting with number 9 USC survives Arizona in triple overtime. This game had everybody on the edge of their seat, with Caleb Williams having 219 passing yards, 41 rushing yards, one passing touchdown, and three rushing touchdowns. Yeah, it was quite an amazing game. I'm going to have to admit that living on the East Coast, uh, I was asleep and I did not see it live. Then we also had Colorado defeated Arizona State. Colorado kicked a 43-yard field goal with 12 seconds left to win the game by three. Then we had the shocker of the day when number 25 Louisville upsets number 10 Notre Dame 33-20. to Jack Plummer, the QB for Louisville, had 145 yards and one touchdown. Jahar Jordan, running back for Louisville, had 21 carries, 143 rushing yards, and two rushing touchdowns. Yeah, the Cardinals proved me right as Notre Dame couldn't put it together this time around. The Irish have a tough opponent coming this weekend, but more on that later. The thriller of the weekend was when number 12 Oklahoma stunned number 3 Texas in the Red River rivalry. Dylan Gabriel had 285 yards, one touchdown, and one rushing touchdown. Tawi Walker, the Oklahoma running back, had two rushing touchdowns off of 15 carries. Yeah, OU scored to go ahead with about 15 seconds left in the game. It was a heavyweight fight the whole way through, and the Sooners came out on top. And then finally, LSU's defense does just enough to not lose to Mizzou. The chef himself, Brady Cook, seemed to be frying up those Bayou Bengals for most of the game. But just like our special guest Aaron Clark predicted last week, 
it came down to a couple of turnovers that made all the difference in the game, with LSU walking out of Columbia, Missouri with a 49-39 victory. Second quarter. It's time for another segment of... Oh, no! So, Max, if you have lived in the western part of the world for, I don't know, say a week or two, you most likely know that when the other team has no timeouts left and you have the lead and the ball with the opportunity to close out the game, you call the victory formation and you take a knee. Well, apparently, the coaching staff of the University of Miami Hurricanes just moved to this side of the planet a few days ago. Welcome to America. With 33 seconds remaining in the game, Miami had a 97.9% chance to beat Georgia Tech. Psych! That's the wrong number! With no timeouts for Tech, all Miami's offense had to do was kneel the ball to seal the three-point victory. But somehow, a coach sent a running play in Georgia Tech stripped the ball from the Miami running back and recovered it to give them life with 26 seconds remaining in the game. After a couple of quick plays got them within striking distance of the end zone, Georgia Tech's quarterback hit a wide open receiver to score with two seconds left on the clock. The game would end with Georgia Tech stealing a 23-20 victory. Listen, kids, if you are ever playing Division I football... Heck, if you're even playing Pop Warner, understand game time scenarios. And if you have a coach that somehow sends in a running play when you know good and well you should be taking a knee. How about the annexation of Puerto Rico? No! 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 Just take the knee. This has been another segment of Oh No! This episode is brought to you by Fatherhood. Here at The Football Podcast, we encourage you, fathers, to embrace the God-given role as the leader of your family. Take time to spend with your kids. Do something together. Throw a ball, ride a bike, read a book, or go for a walk. Take a vested interest in your children. Guys, make this motto a part of your life. It takes a man to be a dad. This is Max's dad, and I approve this message. Third quarter. We got some contenders and pretenders for the college football playoff race. We're going to start off with the pretenders first. Number one, I got USC. USC's last two games, they gave up more than 40 points. And the fact that they have to still play Utah, Washington, Oregon, and this week against Notre Dame, for me, there's no way USC is going to survive against those firepower offenses with that type of defense. I'd have to agree with you, Max. USC is going to have to prove themselves yet again this weekend against a very tough and motivated Notre Dame team. Number two, I have the Alabama Crimson Tide. Right now for Alabama, it's a hit or a miss on every game. It could be a blowout game or they could barely win by six. And last week against Texas A&M, they did exactly that. Alabama was struggling, especially on defense. And I know it's the SEC, the toughest conference in football. But right now, if they keep playing defense like that and the O-line is still sloppy, they're not going to beat LSU or Tennessee in the future. So that's one of the reasons why I have Alabama as a pretender. Some excellent points there, Max. Alabama better step up their game because they certainly don't look like Alabama. 
And finally, the last pretender on my list is Penn State. The Nittany Lions are one of the toughest teams right now in college football. They have an explosive offense and a top 10 defense in my opinion. But as the legendary Lee Corso said, not so fast my friend, as they have to share a division with the Ohio State Buckeyes and the Michigan Wolverines. Penn State just doesn't have enough firepower to beat both of these two physical and talented teams. I think you're right again, Max. If Penn State were to beat both Ohio State and Michigan, that would definitely prove them worthy. But I just don't think they're up for that task. Now we're going to move on to the contenders list. First up, I got Washington. With Michael Penix Jr. potentially having a Heisman season this year, that's all that Washington needs. If Penix is healthy and ready to go, they're going to win games. And this week against number 8 Oregon is not only going to test how cool Penix is under pressure, but test if Washington is really a true college football playoff contender. The Huskies have definitely looked strong with Penix. We'll see if they can keep it up. Number 2 on my list for the contenders is quite of a shocker, but I got the Oklahoma Sooners. After stunning number 3 Texas in what probably should have been a blown out game by Texas, Oklahoma has it smooth sailing for the rest of their season. Their only last tough matchup of this season is when they have to travel to Kansas in week 9 to play the Jayhawks. And after that, it is most likely that they have a chance to be back in the playoffs since the 2019 season. Yeah, Max, the Sooners look great in their victory over Texas, and their schedule is very favorable. And last on my contenders list is the Florida State Seminoles. After a huge win in week one against LSU, and then three weeks later with an overtime victory in Death Valley against Clemson, Florida State has two more big games, both at home, to show the nation that they can keep up with the big teams in college football, like Georgia and Michigan. Those two games are against Duke and Miami. If Florida State can potentially shut down both of those teams and their star D lineman, Jared Verse, goes off, we will see Florida State back in the playoffs since the 2015 season. Yeah, I feel that they'll be able to handle Duke. And with the way that Miami's been ending games lately, probably the Hurricanes too. Fourth quarter. What's your prediction? All right, starting up is the game of the week at 3.30 Eastern. Kickoff time is number eight, Oregon, at number seven, Washington. Who do you got? I'm going to go with the Huskies on this one. I think it's going to be a very close game. I think these two quarterbacks, Bo Nix and Michael Penix Jr., they're going to go back and forth with each other all game long but eventually i'm gonna take the huskies to win this one this washington team is very tough the fans are very loud and it's very hard to play in washington so give me the huskies i'm also going to take the washington huskies in a shootout i'm going to take them 56 to 54. next up at the same time 3:30 eastern kickoff we have texas a&m at number 19 tennessee what do you got for this game max Texas A&M played their hearts out at home against Alabama last week. It's going to be way different with that Tennessee crowd firing up the Volunteers. I'm not going to go with an upset here. I'm going to go with the Volunteers taking this one. That's a good pick, but I'm going to go with the Texas A&M Aggies to go into Knoxville and claim the victory. Next up, an evening game. We have a 7 o'clock kickoff with the LSU Tigers at number 22 versus the Auburn Tigers in Death Valley. What's your take on this game, Max? LSU is back at home at Death Valley. It is humid. It is very tough to play in. 
and Auburn will have a very tough time playing LSU, so give me the LSU Tigers. Yeah, Death Valley at nighttime, give me LSU by three touchdowns. Then at 7.30 Eastern kickoff, we have number 10 USC goes into South Bend to play the number 21 Notre Dame Fighting Irish. What's your thoughts on this game, Max? These two teams have had a roller coaster season so far, and for me, I'm going to take the Fighting Irish on this one. I just don't think that USC has enough defense to compete with this very electric run game and pass. Yeah, I again agree with you, Max. I think Notre Dame, after two disappointing losses, are finally going to put things together, and Sam Harden is going to have a great game, and the Irish are going to find their luck and defeat the Trojans of USC. At the same time, 7.30 Eastern kickoff, we have the number 25 Miami Hurricanes going to the number 12 North Carolina Tar Heels. What's your take on this game, Max? After a very disappointing loss at home, Miami is looking for a redemption game this week. But for me, it's not going to happen this week. I'm going to go with number 12 North Carolina. Everybody's been talking about Drake May for Heisman, and I feel like this is a great game for him to prove that he is a top four Heisman candidate. Yeah, I'm going to take Mac Brown and the Tar Heels also. And finally, we have kicking off at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, number 18 UCLA at number 15 Oregon State. UCLA had a very surprising game against Washington State, beating them 25-17. to For me, I think the Bruins are going to do it again. They're going to go to Oregon State, and they're going to have a back-to-back upset week for the Bruins, so give me UCLA. Max, I'm actually going to take Oregon State as they play in Corvallis. Beavers by seven. Thanks for joining us this week. Subscribe, follow us, and click that notification button to know when new episodes drop each week. This is Max. And this is Max's dad. Thanks for listening.